0: Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. Uh, This is going to be the third and final installment of The Pick Cabinet. Um, This is basically going to be me going over Smooth Ambler Old Scout, which I have picked a lot of. I think I might throw a little bit of Starlight in, but there isn't much story-wise to Starlight. Uh, Just basically going over how they're, system works and how much fun that place is. But let's start with what everybody wants to hear and everybody has heard a million times, the smooth Ambler story, the original smooth Ambler mythical. I was, that was not my first, let's do that. My first smooth Ambler pick I ever went on was single barrel project. Me, Steve Ha, and a couple of uh, randoms from the single barrel project that I used to be a part of that I'm no longer a part of. For what reason, I do not know, but that's fine. I got enough picks. Um, We were, I don't think technically I was invited to that originally, but I said, Hey, Kyle, I think his name is. I said, Why don't, is it okay if I come? Um, This was the point when I was pretty much well known as a lover of smooth ambler and uh, had quite a few picks and I had quite a few friends at the distillery. So he's like, Oh yeah, come on, let's do it. And, uh, it was like Steve Haas going, Steve Haas and I were like number one and two, one and one A of <clears throat> smooth ambler lovers at the time. Uh, there's a few, obviously there's more than that. Greg Jensen and all that, but we were the more outspoken of them in the, in the, uh, community outside of the smooth ambler community. Everybody knows Greg now, but he was probably a little lesser well-known, even though he should have been more well-known because of how much he has, but nonetheless, we went on that pick and it was actually pretty chill. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot story wise just to tell you that was my first pick. That was pretty much the, the extent of it. I and mean, the other that Steve and <laughs> if you ever do a pick with Steve, man, you just got to be in for, you just got to be in for a guy that quite possibly the, the nicest, most generous person that I've ever met. Uh, non-family member, Steve hop easy might even be, I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's easy. It's not even close. Number two is distant. He is so giving. It's ridiculous. He left me with a soft-sided cooler full of beer that first time. And was just like, here, take it, take it, take it. I mean, he met me last week, was doing me a favor, taking bottles down to Chicago, and brought me four beers and, and a bottle of whiskey that he picked. I'm like... Dude, you're doing me a favor. Why are you bringing me whiskey? That's just Steve, man. He doesn't care. It's nothing to him. It's just, it's just a sign of his love, basically. Is I mean, if you're friends with Steve, you just be in for uh, the almost uncomfortably generous dude. You got to get used to it. So anyway, he rolls up and he's got a trunk full of whiskey and he's got beers and he's got this for trade for sale from 1789 or 1789 B and all these whiskeys and just we're just getting hammered in the house with all these really delicious whiskeys and it was just a really good trip. Um, But yeah, that was my first. We ended up picking three. I think that day there was one that was a standout and they picked the other two because they let them basically. So the second pick that I went on is the infamous eight barrels on one day pick. And for those that don't know, back in the day, Smith the Amler doesn't run like this anymore, I don't think. I haven't been on a pick on site yet. I'm about to go next month. They used to set out, first thing, you pick 10 barrels. They had them all, the ricks, they had a metal, they had the metal ricks that were laying them on their sides uh, stacked to the ceiling and they had two or three rows and it's like pick ten of these. They had they had high rye, high rye and low rye, both at this point. Pick ten, they would drill them and they would pour samples and you would taste through those. If you didn't find anything you were in love with, you could drill ten more. Or, if they really liked you or knew you, they just leave the drill and let you go to town. So that was the case for us with me and Ed and <clears throat> Steve Ha and a couple of the other guys that were there that were really well-known, lovers of Smooth Amblers. So it was basically just like the fan club get-together of barrel picks. We were picking one for Mythical. Technically, Mythical got first pick because it was supposed to be me and uh, it was supposed to be mythical and cork a bottle going originally, and then go big blue ended up horning in with Jonathan coming because he was supposed to do one. And uh, Steve ended up deciding he wanted to take a whole barrel, and then Cleveland Barrel Club came and they were going to take one because they got hoard out of theirs in, in Ohio, so it ended up being all this, but at the end of the day. Chad mythical gets number one. So we tasted the first 10. I'm like, eh, there's one that's really good, but it's not really the best I've had. So we just started drilling barrels and it was like Christmas in July. Cause I let them all pick the first 10. I was like, I don't care. Just pick them, whatever. But the second set, I'm like, we're picking barrels that it doesn't look like they've been drilled into. Now I've been told I had a critique from someone that thought they knew what they were talking about back in the day that said, you can't tell if it's been drilled in. They've got the wooden. You can tell if something has got a different colored wooden spike in it. Sorry, you just can. So we started drilling. Ed and I started drilling into these barrels. It didn't look like they had been touched yet. So eventually we find two barrels right next to each other, which ended up being mythical and Cleveland. Which are hands down two of the best barrels I've ever had. I'm not going to lie to you. Actually, those two and cork and bottle 119, uh, proof and uh, fat unicorn, four of the best that I've, and it's for my top 10 easy, no questions asked, uh, smooth amblers of all time. But, those were all four picked in the same day. It was crazy, man. We were just so the fact that we were still able to pick solid barrels of whiskey after the 20th barrel tasted is what was really insane to me. It just was such a crazy day. Steve Ha, We go out to eat dinner that night and uh, my man loves to eat. So he ordered two entrees. He ordered one for an appetizer a sandwich, like a, a Reuben or something with fries and then ordered another entree for dinner. I'm like, hey, this guy's banana sandwich, man. He's ordered two entrees, but that's Steve, man. He just, he lives life. Steve lives life. Um, I'm trying to think of there any crazy stories though. There wasn't really any like, that's when I was really first getting into whiskey and getting into picks and I hadn't really gotten hit in my stride where I was crazy yet. I was still worried about pissing people off. That's gone now. So yeah, it was just me and Ed pretty much had his picked out. We did help him pick a couple, I think, but I'm pretty sure him and Paul had already had some earmarked for him. Paul always rolls out the good shit for Mr. Edward, Mr. Donald. That's when he picked like a short barrel that was like 84 proof or some stupid low. I mean, that's Ed though. He likes that kind of stuff. He likes the unusual stuff. Just picked so many barrels that day. Um, Trying to think, what's the second smooth ambler? Did I go on another pick with him before after that? No, single barrel project eight cork and bottle. Yeah. That now the next one, the next food ambler is pretty Ricky and mythical. They actually sent us, we were supposed to go to the distillery to do a pick. Um, and we were scheduled to go in February of this year, which by now everybody knows is when the COVID hit. Pretty much everything shut down the week of our pick. That's when the shit hit the fan, literally. That's when Rudy Gobert got sick. That's when Tom Hanks got sick. That was the week we were supposed to go. We had our Airbnb booked. We had everything ready to roll. And then that happens. People had flights. It was stupid. Stupid in the fact that it was just the coincidence of it happening that week. So I'm like, okay, well that got canceled because it's still, just still, we got shut down. <clears throat> so we we're going to take it. We're going to make it up. And then it's like, keeps going. The COVID keeps going. The shutdown keeps going. Finally. I'm like, Andrew, can we get samples sent to us? We'll pick it here. So they sent us three samples I sent them to Tyler and, uh, I came down to Kentucky and we went over to the Mongols' house to try them. Uh, they were not good. There was one that was fine, but it wasn't great. And we were like, God, we can't, I can't, I cannot happily put mythical's name on any of these. So we decided to ask Andrew for three more. So at this point, uh, this is when Ricky got sick. That was actually the last time that uh, I saw Ricky was Ricky Mungle uh, was when we did this pick tasting and I could tell he wasn't feeling well. I uh, was supposed to spend the night at their house and Tyler was like, yeah, dude, you probably should just come stay at my house because the Mongols aren't feeling well. They thought they had the COVID or they thought they were sick. Uh, or thought they had it, had it before. And it was just the, the um, aftermath of that. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'm just going to, yeah, you know, talking to them before I left, like I said, I'm I'm just going to go hang out at Tyler's house uh, and uh, leave you all be to Oh man, come on. You can stay here. That's fine. Don't worry about it. You stay here. I was like, no, I'm going to go to Tyler's and I'll just hang out there and just, I'll let you all be. And you know, Little did I know, that was the last time I was going to see Ricky, um, period, because I didn't get to see his funeral. He didn't have a funeral because of COVID, and just an amazing person. And the good and bad thing about the last time I saw him was the fact that the last time I saw him was he was doing something that he loved, which was tasting whiskey. And I'm not sure he did that a whole lot at that point because he wasn't feeling too well. Um, He hadn't eaten. It was all kinds of stuff, man. It was just all all signs pointing to what eventually happened. But nobody thinks about that. Nobody thinks about the worst unless you're me because I'm the only person that thinks about the worst when it comes to my health, even though it might just be a cold. Anyway, so we requested the new samples and Ricky passed. Uh, Got sick, passed very quickly, uh, or was sick, but got diagnosed and then passed very quickly. And we got the other three samples, and it took a little while. It took a little while before uh, they sent them to me. I tasted them all, and then I sent them on to um, Tyler and I think uh, Clefot, who helped us, who was there for the first time, first three that came around, and Pickett and Patrick Grace, so they all taste him, and like they these two are phenomenal. It was like heads and tails best five year old m g p from smooth Ambler we've had easy they both like the pretty Ricky better. I like the mythical better, but it was it was a toss up for me anyway. we decided to make one a tribute bottle to Ricky and put his picture on it. And it's awesome, man! I just love that bottle. Just pretty Ricky was his nickname. We just he always thought he was so pretty. And then put blue wax on some of them for the people we we actually ran a donation for St. Jude's in the group. If you donated at least, I think it was at least twenty bucks, thinking you were going to get blue wax in your bottle. We ended up generating, I want to say it was close to four thousand dollars. For St. Jude's, which I'm pretty proud of the fact that we were able to do that just to add blue wax to a bottle. Only time I've ever waxed a bottle that wasn't at bourbon 30. So that tells you something about how special that bottle and that man is or was is will always be. So yeah, that's my smooth ambler, my smooth ambler stories. I will say, especially in this time of COVID and We're hopefully coming to the end with the uh, vaccine around the corner. Just make sure that you tell people you love them when you have the chance because shit could pop off quick, guys, and you may not get that chance again, man. You may not get that chance. So be honest with the people you love. Tell them you love them and uh, just cherish that time with people because you may not get it again. And I didn't know that was going to be the last time I'd ever see Ricky. If I had, I probably wouldn't have, I probably would have said other things to him. You know, I may have, I don't know. I can't remember if I gave him a hug or not, but it was, COVID was kicking off, so probably didn't, because weren't, we weren't really hugs. I mean, once we're allowed to hug again, it's going to be crazy. People are going to be hugging left and right. All right. Let's move on to a much different, but still indiana centric subject starlight so starlight how i got involved with starlight i went with jeff march to do their pick at starlight uh i was invited by jeff to help out with them at uh, rock elite do their pick i happened to be in town that time so i was like yeah i'll roll down there and do that that's cool it sounds like fun um so I went over there, and I just I fell in love with Christian and the whole situation, the, the, the way they set up. It reminded me a lot of Smooth Ambler, which is you taste a bunch of shit. You taste a bunch of stuff. So the way it works, which is like usual, the verbose, and you may or may not have heard this on the podcast before. We did record an episode of a TV show, possibly airing sometime soon, reality TV show with LFG at Starlight, and you'll get to see a lot of this, this, that type of stuff there too. But the way it works at Starlight is you do your tour if you want. You don't have to do that even. I mean, now when I go Christian, just like you ready to go taste barrels and then we just go. We don't do the tour, obviously. But they used to be a winery, still are a winery that used to be, but. That's what they used to focus on. Now they do the whiskey and they do brandy and they do rum and gin and all that jazz. And they just, they're different in the fact that they have three different mash bills. They fill barrels from all different places, different char levels, different types of char, different types of barrels from different places. So you get all these different variations of whiskey. It's just crazy, man. And when you go in there, they're just pouring stuff where you left and right. Try this, try that. Do you like this? Because they're trying to get your profile because they have so much stuff. They're trying to get a gauge on what you like so they can narrow it down for you. And that's amazing. It's cool. It's really cool. It's crazy how they do it. And Christian is a young, young guy full of energy and and he knows his whiskey, and it's fun, man. It's just a fun experience, and that's how I got involved with him from Jeff, and then actually they were gonna, Jeff was going to pass up on the barrel that ended up being the mythical first Mythical Starlight barrel, which ended up being one of the best younger whiskeys. I mean, I think that Mythical's done a really good job, not to break my own arm, pat myself on the back, but I do think Mythical's done a really good job with young whiskey this year. Uh, we've done 13 picks this year, which is three or four times as much as we've done in the history of Mythical. So this year has been nuts. I will be glad when this year's over because it's been a lot of work and not a lot of payoff other than whiskey, being good whiskey with Mythical's name on it. Anyway, so that's how the first one got done. The second one was just uh, went with. Aaron Rothke he was like, you want to go do another one? Sure. So we go to, uh, starlight. This was the mythical pick for starlight with a group, uh, Tyler, Patrick, the same basic guys that have done quite a few picks with us for us. Cause I trust them. And, uh, we ended up picking a saw turn barrel, which was only one of two they had ever had, uh, finished in that barrel. The other one went to a bourbon charity and we picked the bourbon and a rye. I had probably been overserved, or I wouldn't have taken three barrels. But at this point, I'm glad I did. The work's done with them. I'm happy to have the three bottles, the barrels with our name on it, and it's been fun. Uh, that's a battle I have story wise for them. I mean, it's just if you want an experience with picking whiskey, still. That's as close as you can get to what it used to be at Smooth Ambler with the multitude of barrels you get to try Starlight's it. Uh, They do it unlike anybody else. So if you get a chance to do a pick there, jump at it because you'll be amazed. So I think that is it. I think that's it for the pit cabinet. Three episodes worth of stuff. That's pretty good. So we'll end it here. Um, and I'll say until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family. We out.